This podcast episode should not be used as a substitute for medical or mental health advice. Individuals are advised to seek independent medical advice, counseling, and or therapy from a healthcare professional with respect to any medical condition, mental health issue, or health inquiry, including matters discussed on this podcast episode. Welcome back to the Unfiltered Podcast. This is episode 10. In today's episode, Janet, a licensed clinical social worker and trauma therapist, will answer these five questions from our community. 1. What are some of the key characteristics of a healthy relationship? 2. Every relationship has arguments and confrontations. How can you tell the difference between abusive arguments and confrontations and healthy arguments and confrontations? 3. What are the five boundaries that every healthy relationship has? 4. After being in an abusive relationship for so long, I find myself feeling uncomfortable and wanting to distance myself in a healthy relationship because of how unfamiliar they feel. How can I adjust myself before I lose someone who truly cares about me? 5. I often find myself dropping good people out of my life because of the abuse I experienced in the past. For example, last week I distanced myself from a co-worker because she questioned my perspective of things and I felt like I was being gaslighted. Looking back, I wasn't being gaslighted. She was just voicing her opinion. How can I prevent this from happening again? Hi, Janet. Thank you for joining me today. And it's nice to speak with you again. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Of course. So uh, let's start this session. And what are some of the key characteristics of a healthy relationship? Yeah, I would say from like a big picture um, lens, um, I would say, you know, to have both individuals have a foundation of respect for one another, respecting each other's values, respecting each other's boundaries, um, being open to communicating both, you know, let's say what's going well, as well as communicating conflict um, in an appropriate manner. So I would say like in a a big picture, um, a large foundation that is absolutely needed is respect. Okay. Is there any other key characteristics uh, in addition to respect that you can think of or add to that? Um, well, like I said, being open to communication, being open to communicating um, like similarities, but also being open to conflict. Um, you know, of course, not engaging in any sort of abusive behavior. So respecting boundaries, respecting values, um, being open to kind of growing and learning um, with each other over time. No one really stays the same over time. So being open to that evolution. Um, there's many more, but I think from, again, from like the big picture, um, I would say a lot of those are some pillars of healthy relationships. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So every relationship has arguments and confrontations. How can you tell the difference between abusive arguments and confrontations and healthy arguments and confrontations? Yeah. So this can be 
incredibly, <clears throat> excuse me, I need to clear my throat. This can be incredibly confusing, um, particularly if you grew up in a household where um, maybe there were abusive situations or um, inappropriate arguments. So I, I totally respect the question. I would say, if you think about it, <clears throat> inappropriate conflict is an individual trying to harm the individual, whether it be physically, emotionally, verbally. Um, for example, like if there's a if there's an argument or a conflict and you feel terrible about yourself, um, I would say that would be something that you would want to look at a little bit more deeply. Um, is it coming from my own self-esteem issues or is my partner like truly trying to put me down and impact my self-esteem versus in a appropriate conflict, it's two people sitting down talking about what is bothering them. And it's not about attacking the other person. It's not about um, making the person's character feel bad. It's literally just saying, I didn't like when this was brought up this way, or this is what I need instead. It's more about talking about what the needs are um, and maybe where we kind of fell short versus attacking the individual person's character, I would say. Okay, yeah, thank you. Uh, what are the five boundaries that every healthy relationship has? So, Boundaries. Um, first of all, you know, physical boundaries are incredibly important. Um, boundaries regarding respect, regarding your values are incredibly important. Um, boundaries regarding, um, let's say, like, if you have, for example, religious values, like respecting um, your values in that sense. Um, I would say boundaries regarding, um, you know, what's what's okay in your relationship versus what's not okay in your relationship. Those are other boundaries to consider. There's also financial boundaries to think about. Um, so boundaries can really be whatever it is that you all outline um, within your relationship, essentially. And then it doesn't even have to be for romantic relationships, but it can also include friendship boundaries. There can also be boundaries with your parents or with other family members. Um, so boundaries essentially go along in every aspect of all types of relationships we have. Okay. Um, after being in an abusive relationship for so long, I find myself feeling uncomfortable and wanting to distance myself in a healthy relationship because of how, how unfamiliar they feel. How can I adjust myself before I lose someone who truly cares about me? Yeah, that's a great question. And this is also something that's very normal. Again, if particularly if you've had experience in your own family with an unhealthy relationship or in your own personal life. Um, I think I would say the biggest thing first is always going to be self awareness so being very aware that this is what's happening, because I think if we're not self aware. Then you know we're not necessarily going to be able to change 
what's happening. It's, it's sort of like we're, we're in it versus if there's self-awareness, we can have a little bit of distance and then take a moment and take a pause um, in order to work on it. Um, after self-awareness, what I would say is communication in the relationship is going to be very important. So you may want to talk with your partner and let them know, like, this is my history. This is the kind of relationship I've been in before. Um, I didn't like that relationship. However, um, it's also something that this is all I know from my history. So, um, as we progress in our relationship, you can let your partner know, like, as we progress, um, please be patient with me in this arena, or I may need some space at times. It's not me trying to push you away. It's just me trying to figure things out, like essentially communicating what's going on, but also communicating what your needs are. And then feel free to take the relationship slow. Like there's no, um manual that says you have to take a relationship within a certain timeline so if you need to take things a little bit slower in the relationship please do so communicate that to your partner so that as you take things slower you can start getting used to certain things that maybe you're not used to from before so i would say some of those aspects um, could be incredibly helpful okay thank you um, do you have like any idea where this feeling of being uncomfortable might come from? Meaning like uncomfortable in a healthy relationship? Yes. Yes. It comes again from the fact that as human beings, we are creatures of habit and we are also creatures of familiarity. So like, even though none of us, I would say, ever wants to go through trauma, if we have gone through trauma, we can find ourselves more comfortable in chaos, actually. So the discomfort comes from the fact that we didn't, let's say, as an example, we didn't grow up in a healthy relationship. My parents, for example, were in a domestically abusive relationship, right? That That is scary and that is hard and that is traumatic. But again, if that's all you know, that's essentially what your nervous system is comfortable with. So essentially what has to happen is relearning what a healthy relationship is and getting your nervous system to essentially follow suit in a less chaotic, less dramatic, more stable space. That's really what it is. Okay, that's so interesting that it all that happens on the nervous system level as well. Yes. Okay, that's, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I often find myself dropping good people out of my life because of the abuse I experienced in the past. For example, last week I distanced myself from a coworker because she questioned my perspective of things and I felt like I was being gaslighted. Looking back, I wasn't being gaslighted. She was just voicing her opinion. How can I prevent this from happening again? Well, um, similar to my previous answer, self-awareness is key. So perhaps in the moment, you know, it felt like gaslighting, like the individual said. Um, but later on, once you had some time away from that situation, you realized that it wasn't gaslighting. So 
the more you can become self-aware and kind of reflect on aspects of your life, certain behaviors, other people around you, um, that's, that's one of the ways you're going to prevent it because you can learn from a situation. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're gonna, let's say, handle things perfectly, right? So I would say in that example, um, you can go back to that coworker and try and repair that relationship. So you can go back and say, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that you were just sharing your opinion. I took it very personally at the time. Um, I'm working on myself. Um, I hope that we can continue to have positive rapport at work. Like that can be an example. Um, I think another important thing is to be in therapy to really evaluate and assess, um, let's say how you respond in situations, how others respond to you. And then really, again, explore and self-assess and um, evaluate what's going on for you. That is going to be very helpful as well in terms of this individual's question regarding the preventative piece. Okay, great. Uh, you mentioned that um, like self-awareness is key also when it comes to this question, but could you or are you able to give some kind of general answer how to separate, you know, let's say this in this situation, gaslighting and then someone just voicing their opinion? Can you give some general maybe advice? So the definition of gaslighting is when someone intentionally desires to have you question your perception and your reality. The key piece there is intention. They're intentionally trying to make you question reality. That's the difference. That's what gaslighting is versus um, this individual is sharing their opinion. They're not intentionally trying to make you question your reality. They're just trying to share how they feel about something. That is, again, what I would say the big picture difference regarding somebody's gaslighting me. They're intentionally trying to harm me. They're intentionally trying to make me feel like I'm crazy versus, oh, this person's just having a difference of opinion. Okay, great. Um, thank you, Janet, for joining joining me today and answering these questions. You're very welcome. Thank you.